0: What is up, Activators? And welcome <laughs> back to another episode of the Activated Office Podcast with myself, Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single week is it's
1: Sam Frost Squirtle. Sam Frost Sam Squirtle Frost.
0: I mean that's oh, literally bigger no, big Don't
1: as... want that, don't want that on the
0: internet. <laughs> nope. That's a whole different show. <laughs> that mug. Oh my is... god,
1: I've been hanging around my son too much.
0: <laughs> that mug, that makes it even worse. That mug is as large as your face. It is. It really <laughs> like even the like the uh the positioning of the eyes and the mouth it, you didn't realise how much you looked to, like Squirtle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Join us on YouTube to appreciate that yeah. face.
1: Yeah. This is um this is a beautiful gift from our our mutual friend Robin.
0: Mm. The Robin Howley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How wonderful.
1: You ha- your Charmanders downstairs. I One... wouldn't dare.
0: There was no bulbasaur. <laughs> Not no. that I would have picked it. But there was no Bulbasaur. Like yeah. nothing needs to be done about it now. The moment at the It is weird. It is weird. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna, if you, like if you, why only two? Like,
1: and if only two, why two of the first three starters?
0: Well, okay, A slight drop of uh, geekdom knowledge there. If it's going to be but any if- two, it should be Bulbasaur and Charmander. Because uh, green and red were the original releases and blue actually wasn't a release in Japan. So, oh, well, there you it, go. So they it fucked came, it twice. They fucked it twice. When it came to America, it became red and blue and then it <sighs> popularized yeah. out. And... and then all everyone wanted was Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in 2024, Sam, and we're back. Thank, Thank the gods. gods. <laughs> Thank the gods. All of them
1: that have ever existed, that will ever exist, and that currently exist. Thank you. Or as me and Rhiannon like to say, that's my sister, praise Alan.
0: Mm. Good God. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Alan. But yeah. yeah, we're in 2024. We're back. We've been off air for, uh, I was looking it up, almost two months. Yeah, that seems so, right. Yeah, not the longest break I've had. But by by all means, still quite a significant break. So we yeah. have missed you guys. A lot. Yeah, if you're listening to this. That means that you've even subscribed or you've refound us and all that kind of stuff. So thank you for coming back. We really, really appreciate mm-hmm. it. um But yeah, it's been a journey, and like I, <laughs> I feel like we could dedicate an entire episode to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much you want to go into stuff, but do you want to do you want to cover like yeah. a yeah. here of yeah, sure. We could we could a new segment twenty three. Cool. <laughs> Just talking over each other.
1: We're going to create a new segment called What's the Tea? So, uh, I mean, I'm drinking coffee, but um, yeah. So if you have been like listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I have had a lot of health problems um, recently. Started back, I mean, just for my life. But this general, uh, <laughs> this this kind of arc started um, late March, kind of April time. Um, and essentially I had a pain in my, uh, right iliac crest area, which is
0: pelvis. favourite of the iliacs.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Left can suck it, but left does come <laughs> into play later because I didn't want to leave them out. Um, lots of different investigations, all centered around my vagina, because when you've got one, the doctors really want to make sure that's not what's causing your problems, because in their opinion, it should be, you know, um, Essentially, I had an operation in June, just like a diagnostic laparoscopy where they cut you open and put little cameras in uh, to see what's going on. They popped a coil in at that time, which then a few months later, after causing me nothing but problems and being ignored when I was saying it's the coil, um, the coil decided that it had enough of my womb um, and it busted out instead of falling out the the way that nature had left had left open for it it just decided to like cut through my uterus and just chill in my abdominal cavity um at which point i was internally bleeding uh and had to have a blood transfusion and all the rest of it because you know
0: blood needs blood
1: yeah the body needs blood in its veins it like it can't just be anywhere that they've set out specific motorways for it and if it if it comes off it's not good um Started to feel better, then stopped and started to feel worse again and was in a very dark place of, am I going crazy or is something still really wrong? Turns out something was still really wrong. (laughs) Um, I had just a horrendous infection uh, that kind of spread into my left fallopian tube, my uterus all around that area, all of my um internal parts that kind of live in that area. So ovary, uterus, bowel, fallopian tube, they're all just stuck together. They all just fused together. Um and yeah, and I had like an incredible infection. Went into septic uh shock at the hospital. That was fun. Um had another operation And we are now on the 19th of January as we are recording this. And I'm not going to say the words because even though I'm not superstitious, uh, I feel like evidence suggests. (laughs) (laughs) But currently, um, I'll put it this way. I haven't needed to take painkillers today. I haven't taken any antibiotics today. I... No longer I'm stabbing myself in the thigh daily with blood thinners. Thank you for qualifying. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And I can now walk um, freely and for a distance if I wish to be amongst people, which I don't, um, without needing a respite or to be pushed around in a wheelchair. So currently, all of those things are true. Mm -hmm. And I also this week started back at working on air to the universe and my brain worked as i remember it working before all of this began so i'm just leaving those facts on the table you can draw your own conclusions Mm. i (laughs) i think i won't be drawing any conclusions verbally for probably about a year (laughs) but needless to say i'm currently not in hospital I don't foresee myself needing to go to hospital um, and I can move and think a lot better than I could the last time I was on this podcast. So there you go.
0: Kablam. Kablam. Ka-blam. Turns out it's hard to have a straight mind to think when you're on copious amounts of painkillers yeah. for an extended period yeah. of time. Yeah. Who the thunk
1: For, like, months, from April to, like, currently – the minimum I was on was eight um, cocodomols a day. That's the minimum. And that is codeine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a strong ass in opiate. Also, I've had tramadol, morphine, um, hydrocodone, fentanyl. Uh, what's the K one that they gave me? Ketamine. Ketamine. I woke up and there was like, "You're just gonna, we're just gonna observe you because we like the painkillers we gave you before you went under was ketamine and fentanyl," and I was like, "What the fuck?"
0: Is, is that for the pain? No, we're doing a trial.
1: Yeah, yeah. We just, we just thought you've been through enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> and just, I will say, while there have been many, 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 um, not great times and experiences, what I have seen is the people that are ride or die. The people that will help in whatever way that they can, whether that's big or small. And also there have been some absolutely fucking spectacular doctors and nurses. Like, so I consider myself extremely lucky. My son has been, for the most part, incredible. He's a teenager and his mother has been, like, extraordinarily ill for, what, like, eight months? hmm And he's handled it, I think, a lot better than a lot of people would. And he's been very supportive and very sweet. Obviously, there's been times where he's just been a teenager, but I don't hold that against him because that's just where he's at. But for the most part, he's been incredible. So, uh, so yeah, I... A big thank you to everyone that has been incredible and a special thanks to the nurse that looked after me when I came out of uh, surgery, who topped me up on uh, special K and fentanyl before I went back to the ward because they couldn't give me drugs that good. So she was like, <laughs> "You want? I was like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Welcome That's- back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's-, yeah. it's nice to be in the chair. This yeah. is the first time I have sat in this chair mm-hmm. for a long time. I again, I'm I'm very aware that my language is um, bordering on the cautious, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you have also had lots of. I mean, you've been by my side for all of that. You've had to deal with you. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> a, just gentle listener. It's not an easy job. I am mm. not. I'm low maintenance in the sense of like I'm not particularly fussy about a lot of things, but emotionally, oh, not so much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not and so much. Yeah, and it's the we've we've spoken off air a lot about obviously like goals and New Year and all that kind of stuff. And mm. what was hilarious was not long before recording this episode because this episode's all about our twenty twenty four goals. Spider and that. I went back and listened to some of last year's ones, and last year was very much like us recording for Christmas going, yeah, we're not going to make like, predictions or plans because who knows what's going to happen next year. Like, We we, we won't do that. And I think this this year's very much could be the same. I and mean, I'll probably go into that a bit more when we get onto the topic. Um, as I say, it's, it's good to have you back in the chair. The last few months have been um, very, very difficult for both mm-hmm. of us for various reasons. Obviously, lots of health stuff with Sam. Um, I've still got personal stuff that I can't talk about that I'm mm-hmm. still dealing with, but very much on a different level. Um, yeah. To what it was so it's you know we we kind of harp on about each episode it kind of goes to show i hope the ethos of activated authors Mm -hmm. and kind of what this is built on in that like you know one of the things i'm most proud of from last year Especially when I did a review with the members in our Discord community about, you know, the biggest wins that they've got. So many of them were like, I took time off, I recognized yeah. burnout, I did this. And, you know, we push for productivity and we push for, you know, writing and putting all that kind of stuff out. But like if the last six months has like harshly taught me it's that you get to points where that just cannot happen. No. And you can only focus on the immediate things before you. And yeah. so, you know, this has been a real trial by fire of Ooh. learning those lessons and um, as i say it's still for me it's very much uh ongoing although things are um improving like i'm doing a lot more uh <laughs> so I'm, I'm seeing a new therapist i started seeing him beginning of december um and he's already annoying me with his buzzword which is self-care <laughs> <And> <laughs> like every week it's like and why is that self-care and what are you gonna do this <laughs> self-care it's like why am i paying <laughs> you to piss me off um but, like, it's 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 absolutely true. And I think it's difficult sometimes being able to recognise those times, particularly when the entire bubble of indie publishing of everything else is six-figure authors and 5,000 words a day and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, they are a very loud minority of authors who are finding success doing what they do, nothing against them. Um, but I think it's one of those things you've very much got to be careful of and Mm -hmm. i hope that's kind of what i am bringing to activated office is that kind of alternate lens because i've been that guy i've delivered those word counts i've lived that life and the reason i was able to live that life was a very privileged set of circumstances at the time i.e a pandemic shut the world down so i had nothing else to do so yeah yeah it's uh it's been a fun few months I'm, i'm i'm excited to be back i definitely think the rest was needed um oh yeah just in general and we've you know we're not upheaving is that the word upheaving the entire podcast format none of that but we are making a few no. um tweaks and bits just to kind of more behind the scenes it's not gonna affect you guys we're gonna be interviewing more people and kind of changing uh, a little bit of the structure but for the most part me and sam are rocking the microphone and bringing you the vibrant world of publishing oh yeah oh
1: yeah <laughs> I just want to say very quickly if that's something I'm capable of doing, and we're about to find out. I mean, from the preamble, I'm going with no. Not Um, (laughs) starting that. Yeah, I think it's like it's so important, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. In the kind of like climate, the landscape, whatever words you want to use, that we are at least in this country, um, and I would say America as well. Um. We are very much a society of go, 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 like rest is for the week, like grind, grind, grind. If you, you know, if you want it, then never stop while, you know, while you're sleeping, people are beating you, all this kind of stuff. And actually, that's a recipe for long term, like disaster. Short term, if you can pull it off, sure, you will see success because you are working more than everyone else. You are doing all of the things. But the truth is, if you if you listen to any of those people, then like catch up with them in five years time. They've all mellowed the fuck out because no one can run a race like that the entire time. You cannot run a marathon as a 100 meter sprint like you will die. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I watched a uh, a pretty well revered productivity guy, you know, the type gorilla mm-hmm. um, <laughs> who Literally was preaching very, very strongly about the fact that he lives three days in one. And what he means is that he sleeps for six hours and then has three six-hour blocks, which he considers days in which he does his days working. I'm like, that sounds horrible and dangerous. Mm. And you may be rich, but I don't want that life.
1: When are you having orgasms? That's my first question. (laughs) I know it shouldn't be, but it is. Number one, where's the orgasms? Number two, where's your friends?
0: <laughs> so moving on. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, just a few updates of things I kind of want to touch on um, before we get into all the meat and potatoes of activated authors. Um, too need to go on. Yeah, a couple of updates. I am uh, excited to announce we've got a new kind of weekly fixture in Activated Authors in that we are vamping up the blog yeah. And we so uh, our very own Rob, Robin Howley, who we spoke about earlier, who has been on the podcast a couple of times, has very, very kindly offered to start creating some content, writing some things to go up there. So every Friday now is going to be a brand new blog post, either written by myself or by Rob. Um, and we are, we've are we got a um, schedule of the things that we want to put on there, things that are very sort of timely, hopefully for a, a lot of what's going on in the world and the different type things that happen during the year. But also just to reach out, if anyone wants any specific content, feel free to oh, yeah. get in touch, join us on the Discord, recommend things that you want to see, and we can try and make that as functional and useful for you guys as possible. Mm-hmm. So welcome Rob officially. Yay. There welcome, we go. Sorry, welcome Rob. Welcome, Rob. <laughs> the um welcome. The team is growing. There's six of us now. Yeah. Crazy. Um what else have we got? Oh, so the last so just Quickly before I move on from that, they we already have two new blog posts. One of them went live today. Uh, last mm-hmm. week I wrote my top seven productivity tips, which interesting, springing off our conversation we've actually just had. Yeah, number five will amaze you. Go on. Number five will amaze you, and uh, also balancing <laughs> self care and creativity uh, came out today. So all about looking after yourself and making sure that you can make this a sustainable career for yourself mm-hmm. and um, a longer life. And a longer li- fingers crossed. Mm. Um,
1: <laughs> the yeah, other thing. Not uh, down that
0: road. <laughs> no. Uh, Another thing that we've added to the Discord is we've now got an accountability thread. So every week on Monday, people are posting the top three things. And I'm very specific about three things. No more than three, please. No, um, because I'm tired of seeing lists. I want Mm -hmm. want three priorities for the week uh, of things you want to achieve. And then every Monday, people have been checking in, holding themselves accountable, putting in their goals for next week. So feel free to, again, to jump over and and get involved if you want to put your feet to the fire and have us kind of keeping up, checking on you as well. and then just, just some things that I've been doing that I want to recommend because I'm going to focus on me for a minute. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So why not? Uh, so just an update on the things that I'm working on at the minute. I have taken a bit of a look at um, working on a subscription model for my fiction. Yep. Uh, my, the model name is not subscription. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I've recently stumbled across a, uh, I forget the guy's second name. It's a guy called Michael over at reamstories.com. Ream, ream is ream in ream of paper, not as in <laughs> other things. Um, and it's such I. A fortunate name. It is. But I am having a play with that subscription hey, model in the way that uh, I used to do a lot of Patreon stuff. I wrote When Winter Comes exclusively through Patreon to begin with and uploaded raw chapters and built a kind of model mm. of people following the story. Um, and this seems to be a kind of next generation way of doing that. So it's much more reader friendly. You can put books up. They like appear as books and you can read chapters and they've got an e-reader, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm currently experimenting with that. I've just finished a page. Uh, I'm going to be launching it to my list next week to see um, what the take up is. Um, might do an episode on that at some point, because I think there's a lot to go into there and um, could even get potentially Michael on the show to, to talk about you know the yeah. origin of Reaming and kind of how that's grown Um, i'd like to ask some questions (laughs) yeah yeah well it sprang from a romance author so uh okay well in that case genius i know it gives you gives you some ideas Um, yeah so we're doing lots of that uh i'm still chipping away at website design so Mm -hmm. i designed another couple of websites over the last few months um i've got two new clients now um who i'm quite excited to be working with so proud of me thank you i'll be putting up those websites soon hopefully um a recommendation from me of a book uh which seems to have just um natively sunk into the conversation that we're speaking about feel good productivity by ali abdul Mm -hmm. um, which i've read over christmas and it is glorious because it's essentially everything you probably already know about productivity plus joy (laughs) yeah so it's it's prioritizing the enjoyment side and it kind of again plays into what we do like a lot of I think what pro- people do with productivity is they build these systems, they build these machines so that they then get exhausted mm-hmm. pushing forward. And what this book outlines very, very clearly is sustainability comes from joy, comes from enjoyment, comes from the passion, comes from happiness first. So mm-hmm. obviously you can't run the entire business on happiness alone. There are things you're not going to enjoy. But oh God, yeah, no. From a position of <laughs> knowing your why and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just a very good read. And there's a lot of like principles and things in there which are, um, some of them are quite new to me. Uh, a lot of them are very recognizable, but are written in a way that's very, very accessible. And the people that I've recommended it to so far have also loved it. So, Feel Good Productivity by Ali Abdol came out just before Christmas, or maybe just after Christmas. But anyway, it's out. Grab a copy. Now, <laughs> now, get it's it. Up now, we'll wait.
1: <laughs> Activated Authors is in no way sponsored by Feel Good Pro- Productivity. <laughs> no. Dan just really liked it and he wants you to go get it now. <laughs>
0: It's just really good. It's really good. Um, (laughs) And the final thing I want to touch on. Hey, guess what? Uh, um, What? It's been 18 months since you joined the podcast. Has it? I mean,
1: I've had lots of time off, so does it count?
0: Still isn't untrue. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I'd say 18 months since you consistently sat down every week and recorded the podcast. Hey, I've been consistently sitting down for a lot longer than 18 months. Mm. It's been a year and a half, though.
1: That's insane.
0: That's crazy. I do feel I'm very much in a time warp, like yeah. a very Marvel blip era of my life in which the last two years just haven't existed.
1: Yeah, and and yet nothing's existed outside of them ever. No, they have yeah.
0: <laughs> become one and all consumed.
1: Well, that's very nice. And I, I have very much enjoyed being here for that time. And I'm very excited. In fact, I've even got my little planner here. What am I so, what am I excited about today? Because it has it asked me that every day and I said oh. starting up the podcast again. Hey. That's
0: what am I excited about today? Perfection. Yeah. <laughs> and carrying on that train of thought, what is something that you've enjoyed this week? Reacher. Ooh, that was quick. Yeah. But I literally just
1: finished it. Wow uh-huh. So, um I I'm not the biggest fan I think I've probably spoken about Reacher before because I'm obsessed. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the films. I think they're they're not in any way um, really representative of um, who Reacher is. They're, they're kind of like, well, they're just films that you can watch Tom Cruise doing stuff, <laughs> which is it's his thing. And he, he does stuff very well. It's just, <laughs> Reacher's supposed to be like 6'5", and like across and up. And, you know, obviously that's not, not, no. Um so I really enjoyed um, the first season of it, and then I got very excited because the second season started five weeks ago, I think. The like mini series, eight episodes uh, piece, and it was the final um, or the finale of the season today. And I just I really enjoy it. Like I've noticed that, and this is <laughs> this is something that I hadn't really like connected the dots before. Um, I'd been like very unwell for a sustained amount of time, you know, like I've dealt with chronic pain and chronic mental health problems my entire life. But this this was something that I couldn't push through physically and I had to stop. And I'm not good at that. Um, And so what I have noticed in that time is I've been like rewatching a lot of comfort things, you know, falling asleep to a lot of things that that bring me comfort. And I've noticed that without a lot of exceptions most of the things that bring me comfort is just people killing other people uh not in a horror way in like a it's a dystopian thing or it's a thriller or, or, or like just just that kind of stuff um, justice know, justice yeah like violent bloody justice vigilante revenge i guess you could say in some in some cases um, and yeah, I just, I really enjoy it. I think it's um, it's a good representation of who Reacher is in the books. Um, I think, obviously, you know, things change and all the rest of it, but I just, I very much enjoyed it. Um, it's nice to see just someone absolutely decimating people that deserve it.
0: <laughs> and That's the vibe of the books. It's very much just like he appears there's a problem he takes he care of problem it. he He leaves. Off. Yeah. yeah
1: and he doesn't appear because there's a problem no he just appears because that's... that's what he does he just he
0: finds he... problems he's a <laughs> wanderer yeah. yeah
1: and and like he can't he, he doesn't really blend in you know like he's fucking huge mm. um it's like a yeah. bear
0: at the rabbit's tea party <laughs> yeah
1: and i do think um <laughs>
0: guys <laughs> <laughs> Is it carrots? <laughs>
1: like, all the way throughout season two, um, it's just constant jokes about the fact that he can't run for shit because he's so massive. <laughs> um, you know, like Neely's like can you cover me? She's like, I can't cover your slow ass all the way to like there. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> built, So he can't run very fast. Cause he can't really move his arms. He's like uh Gimli. He's built for short distances. Very yeah, yeah. Very dangerous screen. over short distances. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, yeah. I think um Alan Richardson who they've cast is very good.
0: Spot on. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah really good.
0: And, and this is coming. I've read a couple of the Reacher books. I haven't seen the Tom Cruise Films I've seen, like the trailers, which obviously isn't representative of the film, but at the same time, even then, like from the book to even just how Tom Cruise looks, yeah, like it just there's a mismatch. Yeah, like, big I'm, time. I'm, Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad films as I have not seen them, but no, they're the... good
1: films as long as you don't take into consideration that he's supposed to be Jack Reacher. That's yeah. the problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've only seen season one, but it is fantastic, well worth a watch.
1: Yeah. Well, you can talk about season two next week. Okay,
0: done. <laughs> um My things. <laughs> how about I've... you? yeah i uh so i jumped on the hype train and watched saltburn Mm -hmm. which is (laughs) it's it's a fantastic it's one of those films that like you you really enjoy watching it's a fantastic film you can recognize it as a really like well shot beautifully aesthetic film it is fucked up um and it is something that i would not recommend for the um less what's the word
1: for people with a weaker
0: constitution, that's what I was looking for. For the weaker constitution, yeah, um, yeah, it's you know, it, it tells the story of a Oxford student who is very much a geek and lower down on the social rungs of the ladder, who gets taken in by the elite, very, very privileged Felix, and taken back to his estate where all his family live, um, and that's that's as much as I can like say without giving yeah. away. It's very twisted. It's very intriguing. It's got um,
1: Rosamund Pike in, right? Maybe. She's one of my like favourite actresses. She's um she's in the wheel of time, very tall, very slight. She's also in... Yes, she's
0: fantastic in it.
1: Yeah, she's she's incredible. she's just incredible. Like as an actress. She's phenomenal.
0: No, she nails she nails her role. And uh it's got um I think his name uh Keegan, Brian Keegan or something, who I didn't realise is the guy that played Joker in the uh Robert Patterson Batman. Mm,
1: I haven't seen that.
0: Me neither. But I saw the scene afterwards because I was like, that's a good joker. Mm. Um, Very, very good actor. But yeah, it's a a great film, as I say. Like, I wouldn't go into it lightly. It's very trippy. It's very heady. I would argue it's not exactly horror, but it definitely like has a lot of atmospheric horror to it. Yeah. Um, Very
1: psychologically.
0: Yeah. And one of the most unforgettable end scenes I've ever seen in my life, which is not a good thing for me, but like it's yeah it's one of those like the film kind of finishes and then it has this extra bit at the end and i'm like didn't need that yeah like, it's again like beautiful it's artistic it's like i i i didn't need it, is it, is <laughs> and it People people have it, seen it will know why <laughs> I'll is, it one of,
1: is it one of those things like you know you go to see woman in black uh at the west end and then when you come out you realize you realize that there's essentially a disclaimer before you go in that's like if you see her she will haunt you for the rest of your life or like mm. at the end of blink in doctor who the first time the uh, weeping angels appear and then like the final scene is them just focusing on all the fucking statues around london and you're like i didn't need mm. that you didn't absolute that. assholes
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah kind of, of level. not in a horror way i'll explain to your hair but yeah, yeah. like <laughs> um and the other thing i will throw on there as well just because uh, i'll forget otherwise is sam got me a banjo for christmas I've been playing banjo. It's been on my list for about five years because I love the freaking sound of it. Yeah. So I've been chipping away and learning bits and pieces on there. Wonderful. It makes me happy. Yes, thank you very much. Um, Over into our kind of not regularly running segment because trying to start a new segment. Well, Yeah, trying to start a new segment amidst the chaos of the end of last year was not (laughs) uh, successful. Welcome. To Word of the Week.
1: Word of the
0: week. Yes,
1: you need to do a little jingle
0: on mm. the banjo.
1: Well see. This is how I play banjo. If you're listening, then you can't see that essentially what it looks like I'm doing is fondling something or other. But this is this is if you're watching Two is...
0: very male aligned gargoyles.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how I assume one plays the banjo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh what is word of the week, Sam? I don't know. No, what is it? <laughs> is oh, <that> you- <laughs> I was like,
1: it's your turn. I don't know.
0: Okay, right.
1: Got it. Got it. Sorry. It's been a while. Uh, word of the week is essentially a way for us to, as a as a group, as a family, as a collective, come together and learn a word that is either like kind of fallen out of favour, arcane, or just really weird um, that you might not necessarily have heard before. We we build up our vocabulary together, and we test ourselves. Uh, we have to each week, whatever the word is, try to organically get it into a sentence without people sniffing you out. Mm. Um, and that's
0: the key part.
1: That is the key part. And uh, me and Dan do this, and we would love to hear about your stories, successes and failures, because both are equally valid.
0: Mm-hmm. Failure
1: is just a data point. Also, can be hilarious. Um, So that's what Word of the Week is. What is the word of this week, please, Dan?
0: The word of this week is, and I thought I'd keep this kind of in theme with the publishing and all that kind of stuff, biblioclept.
1: Bibliotech? Klept. Oh, biblioclept. Is that someone that steals books?
0: This is someone who steals books. I figured that out. Are you a kleptomaniac for books? Are you a biblioclept? So we are going to try and sneak that. Into conversation organically yep. with someone who is not associated with the podcast or any immediate people that we can kind of get the easy win from. Yeah, yeah, and the as you say, the the task is to try and get it without them asking what the hell a biblioclept is. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I mean, this one's got potential for people to figure it out. Yeah, if they I think figured hard. it out, but we'll see. So have a go at that. Let us know how you get on this week. Uh, You can do so by emailing us at activatedauthors at gmail.com. You can do it by following us on YouTube or on Instagram or jumping into our free Discord and getting involved in the conversation there. So, (laughs) biblioclips. Wonderful.
1: Now, do we have... Are we doing win of the week this week? Yeah, I have one. Awesome. Who is it?
0: (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, it's, This is from one of our new members, Chris, who is one of our queer epic romanticcy authors, which yeah, I've yeah. never heard of romanticcy before, but it makes sense. Romanticy. Romanticy.
1: That's funny. You said that word and I heard romance fantasy. Like yeah. I didn't hear it as one word.
0: Mm. My brain separated working. It. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Chris says, I had a beta reach at the end while reading my first draft today. That marks the first time anyone has finished a book I've written since I handed a NaNoWriMo draft to my friends when I was 14 and they liked it.
1: Aww. I fucking love that.
0: That's a milestone, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that, Chris. Well done. Very,
0: that very makes proud. me happy. Very, very proud. Yes. Yeah. And great to have you in the community, Chris. Pretty really good to see you getting yeah. involved in the chats.
1: I've, I've, I've yet to get back into the chats, but I'm not going to lie. Discord is intimidating the shit out of me currently because I'm aware of how long I've been away. <laughs> um, and so I think what I'm going to do is just jump in and just be like, yeah, I've read all of it and just start from a, a fresh slate. Like, yeah, why not? Because. Why not? I don't think I could catch up if I, if I tried. <laughs> I was going to say if I wanted to. I don't want to. It's yeah. too much.
0: Yeah. Well, well, jump on back in and you'll get to say hi to Chris.
1: I'll start on Monday.
0: Um. And that's so what, before... That's what we do, right? Before we jump into the meat of the conversation, like, mm-hmm. I'm aware that we've been speaking for a while. Obviously, not every episode is like this. A lot of no. Moment. It's not been a, a while. Every... we yeah. she feeling? Yeah, just finding it. Just settling our toes <laughs> in the sand, waiting for the waves to come back. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was excellent. Well done. Um, but yeah, if this is the first time listening to the show, uh, expect a lot of this. But also generally we do get into the the meat of the question. A little bit then, sooner, usually. A little bit sooner. Yeah.
1: Um
0: so this week, it's not really even a question. This week's topic mm-hmm. is our 2024 goals and plans so I uh, know that you've been doing a lot of work on your goals and bits and pieces and last year I went first so would you like to take the lead this year
1: sure thank you um first of all before I like go into the things that I've written down I think as you were saying what's really important to remember and it's so easy to forget is that like goals plans all the rest of it are a wonderful tool to help you kind of direct your life and your purpose in the way that you wish it to go obviously there is no real control like in the sense of we can control our decisions to situations and all the rest of it but if last year has taught us anything (laughs) and like us i mean me and dan um it's that control for the most part is an illusion um and if you are too invested in your goals or plans or journeys anything like that it can have a really detrimental effect on your mental health when life takes a shit on you um so i have things that i would like to achieve i have um a direction that i would like to be going in but i'm also trying to be very open minded that the most important thing um, a human can be good at is change, (laughs) (laughs) is being able to be flexible, um, and understand that when these kind of life altering situations happen for good or bad, um, that things are gonna switch up real fast and it's okay to not like stay on top of everything. Um, so with that being said, currently at the moment um my biggest goals plans for this year are to pass my driving test which is not necessarily a writing thing but i am 37 38 in a few months um and i have never really been in the position financially to take driving lessons to afford a car all the rest of it and to be honest i'm still kind of not but I'm going to figure out figure out a way because I hate the limiting uh, thing of not being able to drive. So, like, for example, um, when it's super cold, which it has been, I hate the fact that my son has to get the bus and wait in minus four for a bus to come and then walk like a good 10 minutes or whatever. I, I don't like it, especially considering his um, like feelings and things around school. You know... So that's something that I have got my eye on this year, and I've done some research and things into it. Um, I'm also putting a strong emphasis on understanding business mechanics, most importantly, financially, um, because I intend to this year put a lot of money into my business. Um, not my money. I intend to put other people's <laughs> money into my business. <laughs> um and so, the way I've kind of got that down is to make five thousand pounds profit this year, which is a tiny amount I know to most people um but I am looking at starting small with everything at the minute you know I'm just recovering from all of the surgeries and all all of those things i'm I'm making sure that I hit like five thousand steps a day, not ten thousand like five thousand. Um, I'm making sure that I'm having two litres of water a day, that I am taking my dog out once a day, like really, really small, achievable things that are still a huge distance away from where I was like two months ago. So it's this I'm, I'm taking that approach with kind of everything this year, because there's a the saying, isn't there? You overestimate what you can do like in a year, underestimate what you can do in 10. So yes. instead of just being like, I'm going to publish 12 books, I'm like, I'm going to get to like 10,000 steps <laughs> by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, my main three kind of business goals and then I will be I won't like go into them too much. I'll I'll throw back to you and we can sure. is by the end of this year I would like to have um published or if I'm not if I decide not to self-publish to have like sent out um air to the universe. I'd like to have three audiobooks released, which I think is more than doable, considering mm-hmm. I have two currently in the works um, and a third client. So I think I could do that. Um, £5,000 profit. And then I have another book that I would like to have written by the end. Not released, not mm-hmm. all the other things written. So they're like business-wise, they're things that I'm looking at. How about
0: you? I love those. Thanks. They're very, very good. Um, yeah, like I listened to, as I say, the majority of our last year episode because you get to the end of the year, you forget every year. Like, oh god! Like, yeah. Similarly to how you end say the end of the also, year, the end of the day, mate. I know. Similarly to how you say, like, you know, goals help point us, but they should mm-hmm. be somewhat flexible. Like one of the things I took years ago from I shout them out every year, Luke Condor, um, wow. is the idea of having like a, a a goal for the end of the year. But a review every three months because things as we know especially in today's world of digital stuff everything moving so quickly yeah like the goalposts do move all the time and so you have mm-hmm. to be able to adjust and to to move like and you know even just my own um focuses and interests change every three days so yeah. I've gone into updating my goals every three hours um, yeah. just to <laughs> keep, yeah. keep on track um but last year the the focus was all about, um, well, because I've i got it written down. So the, I had like personal and I had professional goals. The personal ones, um, the word of the year was habit, which mm-hmm. fell apart because life did not allow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a lot of like health stuff, which I kind of am doing um, somewhat. And then professional was marketing. And it was looking at like a lot of uh, building the foundations for, can you hear my squeaky chair? I yeah, if... I can. Hear uh, I didn't know Zoom was going to like. I re- heard re- it. One goal, get a new chair, because mm-hmm. this was doing this years ago in NLA. Um, but yeah, to to market and put out like some evergreen stuff and to build on the foundations of um what we've done act- with activated authors, because obviously, like many iterations of Great Writers Share was the podcast, and then we had the Wilcox writing camp and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so all consolidated into what has become Activated Authors.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and yeah, like I Definitely hit some of those. Like some of them were to put in some more free sources for activated authors. So I did that with the activated uh, activation. Did you say free maker. sources, free sources. Yeah, I love it. I know you did last year as well. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> that was your exact same reaction. Oh my god, I was on so many drugs. <laughs> not in, not in December twenty twenty two. No,
1: but since. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly it's had a retrograde
0: effect. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I had an email from someone earlier who I literally was like, I don't know who you are, but it was a okay. full conversation. And I freaked out. I've worked out who they are now. Yeah, but I had like a good, like <laughs> 10, 15 minutes where I was like, I've replied to this person, like uh, full in full in a very conversational safety. way. <laughs> who are you? Uh, I won't say the name, obviously. Um, but yeah, and just before I kind of jump into, because uh, I basically put down three primary goals for this year mm-hmm. um, in as far as I have kind of allowed myself to yes. foresee things. Um, despite how just turbulent in many ways last year was, um, I did also make a point of listing things that were good amongst all that crap. So like it was particularly towards the end of the year, it was very easy to focus on a lot of the negatives and to be lost in mm-hmm. all the things that were happening. Um, and so I, I wrote, a listen, just a few things to remind myself and just to kind of like share, because, you know, you were in a fair few of these as well. Mm-hmm. Went to the London Book Fair
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: in, was it April last year?
1: Yeah.
0: Around then, it was, yeah, so April last year. We went to the Got London to Mr. Book and Fair.
1: And
0: we spoke to Michael Anderley, had a chat with him and his wife. We met some of the activated authors. We saw Ara Ooh. and Eden and we saw Rob and we saw Holly Line from the Unstoppable Authors podcast.
1: And, oh, Stubble,
0: Shane.
1: Shane,
0: yeah. Shame, yeah, yeah. Sorry, drugs. I apologise. So, Shane, we saw Barry Hutchinson, JD Kirk. Loads of like, just really, really cool people out there. It was mm-hmm. nice, sort of chatting to everyone. um So, on the book fair, uh, I went to Stoker Con in yeah, June, you did. which was probably one of the most transformative events of last year professionally, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and met a lot of cool people, and a lot of stuff has come from that. So, I highly recommend if you get the chance to go to one of these kind of conferences for whatever your genre is, um, definitely check it out. It's well worth it. Uh, I wrote and released Dream, which is my uh, H.P. Lovecraft, Alice in Wonderland remix that was released on the Other Stories podcast over Halloween, um, that was listened to by a lot of people. Uh, We ran another 50K writing camp. Uh, I say we, Emmy did a lot of it. So big thank you, Emmy and Eden. Yeah, Yeah, Um, I
1: I went into surgery halfway through.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thanks for that, that was (laughs) helpful. (laughs) <laughs> and uh we, we hit 70 percent completion of people that yeah, hit the 50k is. over the again the 15 percent that they do every year so yeah it's it's a formula that works it really is yeah uh, and also just went to so many gigs went to some like real bucket list gig people like yeah Par- so paramore so gavin de grau saw frank turner saw watsky um
1: de was so good
0: that was incredible i get it man yeah. i get it go see gavin de like Oh, I'm
1: whispering. I don't know. Like in a in a standalone picture, he's he's an okay looking guy, but like I get it when he starts <laughs> to sing, and I'm like, I
0: get it. He is. He has soul. Yeah, and he is. Yeah, just phenomenal. Um, so despite all that, like I just wanted to recap mm-hmm. mostly for myself in a very selfish way. Um, yeah, some good things happened. At all.
1: I think it's um, I think it's a good thing to highlight.
0: Oh, and the other thing that I just missed, even though it's written on my list, is uh, a <laughs> my my novella, the Nowhere Line. I pitched to a publisher, got rejected, but it was a very nice rejection, Yeah. Um, and is now in a position in which I'm kind of playing around a bit more with pitching to more traditional publishing mm-hmm. houses, because I want to experiment. And I think, I I do think this book would have a better life.
1: Yeah, I agree. Under that banner. I um, agree, because of the kind of the style of the writing things. I, I yes,
0: yes. So all of that stuff to say, um, I have boiled my goals down to three sort of big goals which link to other things but just for the simplicity of this uh number one i want to release the first three books in my new horror series mm-hmm. one is basically written one is half done uh, i've got an idea for the next one um and with that it kind of links into some of the stuff that i'm playing around with subscriptions i'm trying to find a way to streamline the process in a way that i can capitalize on each stage yeah without too much of the extra effort Mm -hmm. so i'm really playing into the super fans and bringing readers along with me on the journey and all that kind of stuff so uh releasing the first three books in that um i would like to have at least one web design client every month Mm. i mean february i potentially got two so that's not Mm -hmm. a bad start um and the big one for me this year that i mean it 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 does play into other things that i want but it's a very it feels very selfish because it's more just i wanted to do it because i wanted to have done it um is i want to run a live author event yeah so uh kind of an exclusive i don't think i've actually announced this on the podcast but i am very much looking into a way to create an activated authors Mm -hmm. live event don't know what that looks like yet don't know where it's going to be um it will be in the uk so uk listeners keep an eye out for that people who Mm -hmm. are non-uk get your ass over here (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um but yeah, like it's it's something we wanted to do for a while, I think. Yeah. because I've been to quite a few of these different events and I used to run events and, and do things in my old job and stuff like I, I know the value of it. And I, I think one of the strengths in Activated Authors comes when people are jumping on the Zoom and they interact digitally. So we get a lot of, you know, people becoming friends and just that familiarity and growth mm-hmm. with other authors via Zoom. Yeah. I just want to I just want to take that to the next level and just, you know, see people in the flesh, um, share more about the Activated Authors message, because I do still think that what we do here is very, very different to what a lot of conferences tend to run. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. The the focus tends to be a lot more around like just these very specifics of writing and publishing. And while and that making will be stacks a... on stacks on stacks on stacks, exactly. And while that will be a part of it, I definitely want to fix more into the becoming activated author and the onus being on how you can create that sustainable rhythm. Um, yes, because
1: and... you and the author are not like no you are the same thing
0: yes so those are my my three main ones i mean kind of overarching all of that is i hope to be able to move house again this year mm-hmm. and so that kind of feeds into bits and pieces um and it would be nice at the end of this year to be in a position in which i can start looking at uh for one of the better because i hate this word anyway but like settling Mm-hmm. because for people that followed my journey over the last few years I've moved around a lot for various reasons uh it plays into a lot of the personal stuff yeah and I'm hoping that by the end of this year I can be in a position in which that's put to bed
1: yeah I like to look at it as having a home base yeah as opposed to being settled because ooh, yes. that...
0: I want a camper van I want to travel
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I was saying like when Reacher finished I was saying to my sister like when when the kids are grown (laughs) that's how I would like to to be yeah maybe Uh not on a bus because gross um like you know again I don't drive so I've spent a lot of time on buses and I'm good um but certainly yeah just just wandering but having a home base is so important
0: I think yeah one in which you are free to do as you will and not under the watchful judgmental eyes of parents or landlords (laughs) or landlords yeah yeah gross so yeah, yeah those are those are mine so you did your business ones That mean you got your personal ones as well
1: yeah so I mean like I obviously I have them written here in a way that I can measure because you know that's important so three audiobooks is easily measured 5k is easily me- measured I've either published the book or I haven't um but the the main kind of Like emphasis in my head um, when I was thinking about this when I realised that there was a potential of a recovery um, coming up was that I didn't want to be in the same position I was in last year, next year Mm -hmm. so I was fortunate enough to be in a hospital bed on New Year's Eve um, and completely by myself listening to the fireworks go off um, and a few old people on the ward getting really angry that the nurses had set up fireworks, even though, of course, the nurses hadn't. <laughs> it were just fireworks that so people were saying, because oh, it was sneers. <laughs> that poor nurse in the morning She got attacked. Um, and I was like, never again. Obviously, I can't predict my health, and that's certainly not what I'm saying never again to. But anything that I can control around my own personal health and security is something I really want to start looking at because for 37 years now, I have essentially for the most part been in survival mode. And what that means is it's is very difficult for me to live a life because I find most of it incredibly fucking boring. My therapist laughed her head off and said, I really appreciate your honesty um, because she was like, how about meal prepping? I was like, I've done it before it bores my tits off. And she was like, yep, yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, but the main thing for me personally is I don't want to be in the same financial position that I am currently in this time next year and what that looks like is essentially me just understanding that my emotions rule so much of my life most of it and I have worked in areas to be able to step away from that emotion specifically when um, I'm having conversations with people so for example me and Dan could be talking about something uh, completely normal conversation and something could be said and it triggers something in my head and I immediately feel this wave of I don't know like anger or sadness like an extreme kind of thing um and in those moments I know that it's not about what has just been said it's about that something around that topic has rubbed up against like a trigger and so I worked really hard over the past like five years or so to be able to step back for a second and like question my brain, and it's quite funny from the outside because I essentially it's like I'm buffering because uh, like I I literally just go into my head, um, but I I have that skill so that I don't like destroy my relationships with friends, family, partners, whatever. Like, so I can do that to the for the most part with relationships. I need to start applying that to financial decisions because mm. I definitely am an impulse person I will see something and know that I've needed it my entire life and will buy it um instead of going okay like maybe just take a step back and you know so I think that's a big part of it is that just applying tools that I already have that I use for um other people to make sure that I maintain my loving healthy relationships (laughs) i need to start treating money in the same way yeah um so that's that's a big one for me is that i like i don't think by this time next year i'll be fully out of debt but i think i could make a huge old like chunk take out taken out of it if that made any Mm. sense um and just you know, be in a position where I can actually start to think about things like a mortgage, because at the minute it's laughable that anyone would come anywhere near me with anything like that. But I can start putting in the groundwork now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's that's kind of a big one for me. Um, also, I just, I, I'm very interested in getting my body into a position where it reflects the love I have for it, which I mean, it currently does. And that's the problem. I need to work on the love I have for it. (laughs) You know, like I've been ill for a good eight months and I haven't been able to move or really cook or do anything like that. So I've put on like a considerable amount of weight because of my circumstance. Um, Now, because it's been so long, it's easy for me to stay in that mode it's easy for me to just be like, no, I'll just grab a bag of crisps instead of like making myself some food or I'll do this, I'll do this. And it's not for me about kind of like getting the weight off. It's about getting into a position with myself where I can just honor where I'm at that day Mm -hmm. and just like say, thank you. Because until you cannot walk, you really don't appreciate your legs. And until like one of my arms got fucked up because of the amount of like IVs I've had, you know, this year, And I could barely move it and it was swollen and rock hard. And until you can't, you know, move your arms, it's really difficult to appreciate them. And so, yeah, I'm just I'm looking at kind of re-educating myself again around food, around my body. And I've got two very small goals um, around that as a way of kind of measuring it because it's, you know, it's a difficult thing to measure your relationship with money, with food, with whatever. Um, so for me, with my body, by the end of the year, I would like to be able to do uh, one solitary pull-up mm. because I've never been able to do one before. It's been on my list for a while, um, so I would like to be able to do a unassisted solitary pull-up, solitary pull-up, um, and also, <laughs> and also, um, I'd like to be able to do the splits because I think strength and flexibility are very important things to do. Yes. But they're my tiny little I mean splits maybe not but but like small, you know, I'm not saying like I can run the London marathon or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really I'm out of practice talking. i I can feel the ramble. I can feel not it. rambling. am i not I feel very rambly. No, oh, you're explaining your girls. Very it's very, the very point rambly. of the episode.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, nice.
1: But yeah, they're kind of the big ones. Mm. What about you? I mean I mean, said personal,
0: but like if you wanted to go into any yeah no i mean like my i'm not really seeing them as long term goals i'm kind of so obviously the three that i've listed there are a whole load of other ones that kind of surround that for various reasons um mm-hmm. just more ways of tracking and monitoring but i think um for me i'm just trying to abide by one of the one of the phrases and one of the things that i came across years ago that kind of come back to me is this whole thing that like uh indecision is a choice or like either way you choose to or choose not to suffering is part of the journey so for an example because that sounds really pessimistic it's not um if i want to get up in the morning and go for a run mm-hmm. i have two choices i either do it or i don't and it's very binary on the one side i can stay in bed and relax and not worry about it in the long term if i do that every morning and not necessarily running but like don't exercise i'm going to suffer because i'm going to put on weight i'm not going to be as strong it's going to affect my body mm-hmm. or i can get up i can do the run which i'm going to suffer in the immediacy because running is not easy mm-hmm. and you have the aches as well so i'm trying to accept that kind of general um idea of suffering and again like redefine it yeah uh, and just build that into some of my system so i i I have been doing that with my eating over the last few weeks. So I've been doing that with sort of exercise and stuff over the last few weeks. Um, I've lost, I, I need to rewear myself because there's things around it. But um, last I checked, I'd lost 11 pounds mm-hmm. in the last four weeks, which is obviously considerable. Um, and so I, most of what I'm looking at is just finding the small things that mm-hmm. I can get to regularly that contribute to the larger whole. The slight um, edge. Yeah, so with my my newsletters, I was doing my fiction one fortnightly. I'm now at the point where I'm peeling that. I going to do that monthly because it's mm-hmm. just more sustainable and I can be more considerate of what I'm doing with the newsletters. Um, doesn't mean I'm not going to like put out more regular ones if releases and stuff come. But ultimately, once a month is a lot easier to, to plan for. Um, and also just recognizing the more, quote, boring parts of my business are worth doing yeah <laughs> he says rolling his eyes for people mm-hmm. on the podcast Ugh. um and committing to doing them because the choice that I have is either I do them for myself or I do them for someone else and it's much more valuable yep. doing them for myself so yeah that's kind of my whole but yeah, I've deliberately tried to keep it quite thin and streamlined I think if we um because we've spoken about potentially doing like a quarterly accountability thing which we'll mm-hmm. likely look at, at the end of March um that things might change I might tweak some yeah. things based off you know what's happened the last few months but for now that's what i've got yeah nice
1: is there something um that you if we are doing like a quarterly kind of thing because obviously the goals that i spoke about and you they're they're like a for this year i would like this to kind of be the thing is there anything um specifically that you have at the minute that you want to throw out for quarterly or do you want to have a think about it and kind of talk about that next week
0: i um, have a think about it and talk about it next week, I think. Cool. Yeah, I'll make That's a note. Sounds Oh, work. <laughs> Type loudly because I'm annoyed. Yeah,
1: I can tell. So annoyed. Um, um so, While we're here okay. talking about work, do you think we should uh, touch on the anthology?
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Over to you. <laughs> Incredible.
1: <laughs> so, obviously... Like, the anthology has taken a lot shitting longer than we had planned or expected it to. Um, This is not a reflection of our commitment or our um, gratitude for the stories and and all the rest of it. It is simply, I have had three abdominal surgeries in, like, less than a year, and I don't recommend that for anyone. It's rough. Um, I've been incredibly ill, and Dan has had a shit ton of ridiculous, Ridiculous personal business that he's had to deal with. I can't say any more either, even though I would fucking like to. Um, so priorities obviously had to be me not dying. Um, and and dealing with all of the fucking bullshit. So I would just like to like say a sincere, we're very sorry that it's taken this long, but we are now fully back on board. We have basically read everything now. I think there's maybe like one prompt, two prompts left, like a few stories, but like by the end of today, they should be done. Uh which means we can move on to the next stage. And even though Final selections. Final selection, yeah. Um we won't be running Flash Fiction this February because we both feel like it's disingenuous to kind of start again before we have finished the one that should have been finished months ago. Um but, yeah, we, we're we back on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were you saying you want? So by the end of February, we kind of want to be in a position, like, if possible, obviously.
0: Yeah. That- well, as you say, we're in the, the final throes of pulling out the ones that potentially could make the cut. We're going to go through, reread those to... Yep. select it and start you know because when you put an anthology together it's it's not always as simple as just list of stories there has to be a, well it's better if there's a rhythm if there's a flow yep. if there's a structure just so it kind of makes sense to the reader and so we've got to go through that and look at those individually you know see how they work together how best to, to lay them out um so i mean yeah the hope is i think by the end of february we've got the finalists and we've got them contacted mm-hmm. so we can look into the publishing stage yeah because um, the publishing stage it's easy, really. Like that side of things. It's just the structure and the organisation of it. But you know, there've been so many amazing stories in there that mm-hmm. we've come across, and like the fact that it was so well attended and so many people submitted. Like, yeah, it 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 means a lot, and it is one of those things that like, as Sam says, like we'd love to look at it again in the future of, of running it because it seems to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Just given everything the last few months and all that kind of stuff, it does feel. um it it wouldn't be fair to them be like, we're gonna do an anthology and yeah, start advertising anthology when this one's still rolling. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for everyone who has submitted. It is still on its way. Mm-hmm. I will be emailing people. Um, I've got a newsletter going out next week for activated authors, and an update will be in that as well. So yeah. Flash fiction February. Mm-hmm. Bolts of fiction. That was the anthology, name bolts of fiction. Of yeah, that sounds right. Yes, yes. Um, is there anything we else been in... out of the loop hmm? yeah is there anything else in this massive episode i don't think so i think we've covered everything yeah okay um well just us what
1: the word of the week again is
0: biblioclept 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 so yeah messages um absolutely join us over on our free discord server discord can seem intimidating to people it's essentially just a chat room forum it can be as difficult or as easy as you set it up to be because you're in control of notifications and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff um but yeah me and sam are over there every week rob's over there every week emmy's over there every week eden's over there every week the entire we're all over there every week yeah so uh jump on in it's where all the fun stuff all the action is happening as i say it's free to join there is a a paid option you can join if you want to join us live on sprints and all that kind of stuff but you don't have to you can just join us over there have a chat introduce yourself meet some authors and hold yourself accountable for 2024 um and yeah i guess with that there's nothing else to say but a massive thank you to you the listeners for tuning in we appreciate you and the time you choose to spend with us each and every week and as always if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career hold on over to activatedauthors.com forward slash discord Is it discord? No, forward slash join Join, sorry To find out all about our community, our resources and everything else we've got going on One more time, from myself and from Sam, we will see you next week Goodbye Bye Bye <laughs> Activate your energy